Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Visually Prepared Podcast. Um, and this is the first episode uh, of the new year. Um, and today I have uh, another guest with me. And so without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. And he's going to introduce himself. Hello, everybody. My name is Julian Estrada. It's nice to be here on the Visually Prepared Podcast. And this is really cool, Josh. I'm glad you're doing this. Thank so. you. It's good to have you here. Um, so I think we could just jump right into it. Um, and starting out, tell us about yourself. Where, uh, tell us who you are and right. just introduce yourself, all of that, all that good stuff. All right. Well, again, I'm Julian Estrada. I've been coming here to Inland Lighthouse Church since I was eight years old. So that would be 1998 when we first started coming here. Um, I'm now, you know, well, I guess you could do the math if you want, <laughs> but I'm 31 years old. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Kim, and we have three great children. Uh, we have Aiden, who's seven, Aubrey, and Addison, who's five and three. Um, great. Keep us very busy. Um, we love it here in the Lighthouse Church. I couldn't picture any other place being on this whole planet. I love it here. So Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great a great church. place to be. Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely. Um a nice a great atmosphere as well in services and just even when there's no services but it's just a great place to be overall absolutely um you said you've been coming since you were eight years old so tell us a little or tell us before you know what were you where were you at before eight years old if you can remember yeah, yeah i absolutely i do remember uh so eight years old um uh, so the way i started coming here is because my dad he was a truck driver okay he drove up and down cactus avenue but before that, we weren't in church. Uh, we, uh, a couple, maybe less than a year before that, my dad, um, he started going to church with us to a little non-denominational church in Colton. Uh, my dad started, he, he came from a, both my parents really, um, they came from a very dark past, of drugs and alcohol, just crazy, crazy lifestyle. And I, I actually remember a lot of it. But uh, one day my dad, dad he had a really bad experience and um he prayed to god if he got him through it he'll he'll start serving him so he did so he started going to a non-denominational church with us in colton and my dad i remember he carried his bible with him everywhere he went he read it he studied it he became a steward of the word well as he studied he started asking questions to the pastor there and was like you know what what do you think about this what do you why, why don't we believe in this i and the pastor just started saying things like well just it's just not that important no more or we don't believe that no more those are the old days and we don't we Mm -hmm. don't do that and i you know to be honest i really don't know what those questions were at a young age i I don't know if they were holiness based questions holy ghost i don't i really don't know but then my dad said as he's driving up and down cactus he started getting a drawn here to this church this was before the new building was built obviously Mm -hmm. and he'll say i I don't know i just want to go check out this church and uh, we pulled into the parking lot. Uh, I remember it was a Saturday, and there was an old wooden sign that said, Welcome to Pentecost. That, and my dad stopped in front of it and looked at it and said, Pentecost, what's that? And then uh-huh. my mom, this is a really cool story, but my mom was actually, there's a lady from, uh, it's actually Sister Theresa's mom, okay. was witnessing to my mom at the time so she knew what pentecost was so i remember my mom answered the question and was like and, and started sharing it and you know and so she 
she was like, yeah, it's where the women don't believe in cutting their hair. They wear, wear skirts. They believe in the Holy Ghost and baptism in Jesus' name. And my dad's like, all right, this is where Let's we're going to go to yeah. church. Let's check this out. Well, he met uh, Bishop Booker, and they had a Bible study and everything. And so that's how we started coming here. And then uh, we got baptized shortly afterwards, and we started serving God. And we never, I, I've never looked back, and I've been here ever since. So, man, that's great. That's an incredible testimony yeah. in and of itself. Yep. And yeah. eight years old, that's a, a, a really young age to like remember or a lot of, or just know the details. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, those they stuck really close. I could actually remember the first time I pulled into this parking lot. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's Sister Beth Bowles was here with Sister Amber. They were cleaning the windows. Like that's the like, you know, the, that first yeah, thing you, yeah, the first you thing just I remember. Saw. Yep, I remember, and I remember going in the church and seeing like, you know, going inside, looking in there, waiting as my parents went. And I think they got a Bible study by Bishop Booker and. You know, and coming here for Sunday school for the first time. I remember I showed up, and Brother George Santiago actually remembers this because he was my Sunday school teacher as well as like Brother James, Sharon Pierce, sure. and they were all my teachers. And I remember I showed up. It was so I have three brothers, and uh, we all showed up in like little shorts and tank tops and funny mm. cut, and funny haircuts. Sure. So we had this thing, this haircut. It's embarrassing, but whatever. I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> I had my head completely shaven, but the front part of my head like where the bangs grow right and so we would grow that out and comb it backwards but everything else was cut really low that was our hairstyle okay this is 1998 okay uh-huh. so take it easy on me all right it was the the it was cool back it was then. the style but it's super weird i remember i see pictures now i'm like what were we thinking cringy <laughs> but oh, you know man. they remember us coming and they, they remember us uh, all those boys showing up and we got we all got baptized shortly afterwards. Got filled with the Holy Ghost, and it's you know we got involved in Bible quizzing like almost short, quickly after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bible quizzing was a huge ministry in my life growing up, and it really helped me through a lot of times. But uh, yeah, that's how. Uh, to answer your question, how did we get here? Was my dad was a truck driver, and God drew him. Yeah, God drew him here. Wow. Yeah, that's that's an incredible yeah. story. Um, how did you? Or at what point, or what was like your experience like when you, do you remember any of your experience being here, like your first few services? You yeah, know? uh-huh, yep. You know, you're, uh, I, I remember, I probably had the same look that everyone else had. The look of like, what is going on? Now, my old church, they, they did believe in worship. So this, this jumping, the shot, and the screaming wasn't new to me. Uh-huh. But the obviously the, the atmosphere was a lot different. It really was. I, and I remember that being a difference where I remember the old church. There was times where the AC didn't work. Okay. Like it was like 110 degrees oh. and it was like. And then it's humid in there with all the. Church. the yes, yeah, the body was, heat. And... But you'll be in a service and you'll get chills all over your body. Mm-hmm. Not because there's an AC going, but because the spirit of God and you just feel it. Mm-hmm. I remember one time there was a service. I was at a young age. I might have been, I don't think I was in the youth yet, maybe just a few years in. I remember seeing the Shekinah Glory here wow. in the in the old building. I remember seeing that blue haze in the church. Mm-hmm. I remember at a young age seeing it and being like, it's so, like, why is like, it so, so cloudy blue? in here? Why is it so cloudy? And then the like Bishop would just talk about the Shekinah Glory, and I was just like, that's what I'm seeing right now. And I knew it. Yeah. And I, I could literally, I in my mind, I, I could see it perfectly. Man. So the difference between, you know, the non-denominational church and coming here, it was, you know, obviously in the 
uh, one of the main things was holiness. The, mm-hmm. the way uh, everybody and dressed I, and acted. And, and, like, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but the pastor at the old church would preach in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. Like, that's what he wore every single Sunday. And, you know, and, like, I always thought it was kind of weird, you know? Yeah. And then, like, now, like, you know, now I know why I thought it was weird. <laughs> but, you know, it was things were a lot different and, uh, you know, a lot more impact. Just the Spirit of God was – and, I yes, I remember that even at a young age before being in the youth group. So, I'm 9, 10, 11 years old, mm-hmm. like, I remember all that. So, it was huge. That's – yeah. It. Yeah. I hear stories about you know people seeing the Shekinah and they you know they're in their old age or but it's like man like I want to see it too you know it's it's yeah. I mean it's one of those things that's like I think everybody you know wants to see something um, you know supernatural yeah. like that yeah you know like like I I still have a bucket list of things like that and I I I would even see the Shekinah glory again I would love to see it you know and it was I'll never forget it like it was just like this blue haze filled the church I could. Maybe the year might have been 2000, 2001 when it happened, but I remember. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what the preaching was about, but I remember it was a very, like, it was like one of those quiet altar calls where people are just, like, lingering around for hours because they don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was great, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Um, so uh, at what point, you know, everybody in their life kind of decides, you know, whether it's at a young age or an old age, you know, or older age, I should say. Um, at what point did you decide for your for yourself, you know, other than like, oh, I'm going with my parents, I'm going with my family to live for God. You know, at, at what point was it like for you, like, oh, I'm going to live for God. This is this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Um, to have an exact moment, uh, I want to say like I knew that I wanted God no matter what others thought was mm-hmm. at a young age um you know going to public school you know uh, I, i'm talking really really young so like third second grade mm-hmm. you know but not caring about what other people thought about the way you dress the way you act things like that um in that in it, I, I would just tell them it's because i'm a one god apostolic tongue talking about the world and born again and i'll sing the whole song to them and yeah. i didn't care you know they're like what and, is that yeah, yeah and i'll just go on and on and on and sing the song and probably was quite annoying but you know <laughs> but i loved it and and I, I knew i was a one god pentecostal apostolic you know like from my head to my feet and that was and then i remember uh at a young age I mean, I must have been nine years old, maybe eight, and I decided, you know, like, I felt super uncomfortable, like, dressing as, like, other eight-year-olds, like, in short sleeves, mm-hmm. t-shirts, things like that, and I, I I would always wear long sleeves, and I would always wear a suit to church, even if it was the same suit, mm-hmm. every single Sunday, like, I would always want to dress up and be be here, and I, I know... Be a part. To, yeah, be yeah. a part, and, uh, you know, Bible quizzing really helped like cement me in you know Mm -hmm. studying the word of god as often as i was as at a young age um you know i i did apostolic doctrine when i was so that was the year bible quizzing when they would do like apostolic doctrine one apostolic doctrine two and you know memorizing those verses at such a young age probably like 12 13 years old you know it started to just like embed in me like this Mm -hmm. is like this is what i believe this is who i am um but Maybe, I don't know exact, the exact moment, maybe when I was baptized, you know, when yeah. I came out of the water and just knew, like, 
you know, I, I remember getting baptized even at a young age at nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I will say, though, you know, obviously life sometimes, you know, you just go through rough patches, you know. And uh, by, by, you know, family drama, things like that, um, things you just fall into as a teenager. You know, my, you know, my parents did eventually backslide and stuff like that. But for me personally, I woke up one morning and I just said, that's it. Like I was, I was like 18 years old and it was a, to a point because I've already made these commitments in my life, mm-hmm. but I was like 18 years old. I finally decided like, I don't care what family thinks. It was like, a like, cause even at 11 years old, you are holding on to your parents like coattails. You really right. are. But like 18 years old, I finally was like, I don't care who walks away from God. I will not walk away from God. Mm-hmm. I really fell off the, face of the planet to some of my acquaintances you know from schools and stuff and they you know they were kind of just like like Julian you disappeared because they saw me later 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 on in life and I was like oh it's just I was ready to, I, I, I ready didn't to want that change life stuff. And, yeah. I made a change and 18 years old and that that would be a key moment you know where I decided like I you know I always wanted God but that that moment of you know like I don't care what people say what family things you know no matter who like mm-hmm. it didn't matter at all uh, totally going on my own. I was 18 years old, but there, again, there's not that one. Mo- it's always God has always pulled on me ever since a young, young child. Sure. So, yeah. Gotcha. It's that uh, that mindset or the mentality change of like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do what they're doing anymore. Or like, yep. and it's like, I want to do. It was just. The, you know. It was almost like like a like you're like I'm already like God was working on me. Mm-hmm. He was already shaping me, but He was taking out those final like pieces hard spots yeah. yeah out of me where like okay julian if you want to really be used there's things you need to throw away mm-hmm. if you really want to be a you know serve me there's things that needs to be gone and and god was working those out of me you know and they at, i want to say you know obviously 18 is just a pivotal moment for a lot of people you sure know? So, yeah but i you know i knew at that age being a young adult just entering into adulthood like i'm like I don't care. You know, I, I'm not, you can't ride your parents' coattails. You can't, you know, I got to want this for myself 100%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a key uh, statement. And, you know, I always say, or I've said it in another um, podcast, but at some point, you know, you got to make the decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it's like what you just said. Um, you know, you got to make the, that, yeah. that, that decision for yourself. No, You can't, nobody's going to, get saved for you yeah yeah i never pictured my life outside of god like mm-hmm. I, I always imagine getting married you know mm-hmm. you know at a young age you think oh i'm gonna get married have a family sunday blah 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 this is like young kid dreaming you know yeah i never visioned it without a woman that's in church without a family coming here the being this has sure. always been even when life had its rough patches i never imagined walking away from here and mm-hmm. i never have you know when I struggled, I struggled on the pew. I didn't. I didn't leave. You <laughs> yeah, know, like sure. that's that's the worst thing someone could do. Be like, well, I don't want to come to church because I'm not doing well. That's like not going to the hospital because <laughs> you don't feel yeah, good. You yeah. know, like no, you come and you no. Know, God has always had His hands on me and, and worked things through, and God's been good. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. That is good, and God is good too. Yes, He is. Um, oh, a little while ago you mentioned your involvement in Bible quizzing. How was uh? What was your experience like with that? I quizzed for 10 years. So I started when I was eight, then I quizzed all the way till I was 18. Um, I remember my first year, um, 
I was it was the book of Acts. Okay. So Acts one and one is the first verse I've ever memorized. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Still stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. It took me probably like three hours to memorize that <laughs> one verse. I mean, my parents sure. must have thought like this kid's hopeless. <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. like really. And then, uh, but that was a very fun year. My parents were the coaches. Um, I, I can't really remember who was all in quizzing back then. You know, but. Um, we it was our first year launching as a church too mm-hmm. back then. So brother James Sled took the senior division. My parents took the junior division, and uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, we uh, I, I got a lot of friends through Bible quizzing. Um, I have friends who are now pastors, like brother Tyler Hodge. Mm-hmm. Like he's a friend I met through Bible quizzing. Um, I shouldn't have just named one person. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. But, um, you know, even across the nation, you know. So I'll name another friend, Jordan Copeland in the East Coast, you know, mm-hmm. Georgia. He's now a pastor over there. And, you know, you met, you meet great people, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it equips you as a young person to memorize the Word of God. You know, it's definitely great as a new convert in church, Bible quizzing, and starting with the Book of Acts, because we are a Book of Acts church, and mm-hmm. we always quote verse. So it makes church fun, you yeah. know, like as a young person, you're sitting there and, all of a sudden, the preacher is like, Acts 2.38, Acts 3.19, Acts 22.16. You're just quoting it yeah. with him. You're just yeah. so excited. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and then obviously, then after that, we did the book of Psalms. Well, our bishop happens to love the book, book of, of Psalms. Psalms. You know, he's, he's you know, the King David. You know, he loves him. And so all the book of Psalms is preached quite often. So that was also the second. I'm sorry. It was Acts, Romans, then Psalms. But um, and then, then I did Apostolic Doctrine. The Apostolic Doctrine was my, to me, those were like the funnest years because mm-hmm. you memorize topics. So it would be like one God, the repentance, Baptism. why is it important, you know, yeah. like and all these different things. But it starts off, man's a sinner. And then it goes on. Then it goes, you know, breaks it down. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get into these discussions at school. Someone's like, you know, what church do you go to? What, what Pentecostal? What's that? And you're like, oh, well, let me tell you. you know, and you're <laughs> it's equipped. like a little mini Bible study right there. Yeah, and yeah. you're equipped with all these verses that you memorize, and you don't need to be like, oh, you know, it's and... somewhere in uh, this book, somewhere, uh, you know. It, no, it's like, no, here, here, here. You're just quoting it and mm-hmm. just spitting it out just really know. quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I there's actually one time I remember I was telling Pastor Booker this story I, when I was, when he was my youth leader. So Pastor Booker was my youth leader at that time, and he's, uh, I remember we were in his car, and we're driving to, like, drop off another youth. And I'm telling him a story. I was like, yeah, the other day, these Mormons came to my door, and they started, you know, they started asking us questions. Well, I had questions for them. I just, out of straight curiosity, I didn't know what, what do Mormons believe? Like, do they believe in one? Why do they believe in two books? Tell me gods do they believe in? So I just started asking mm-hmm. questions. Well, this poor guy. He started off with telling me he believes in three. I eventually got him down to believe that there's at least, I got <laughs> him two. that he at least was able to agree to at least two. Then I, I obviously I'm quoting that that's only one. And he finally stops and he looks at me and goes, how many verses do you know? I mean, I'm like 13 years old and this is a mission sure. kid. So he's probably 18, 19 years old. I told him, I was like, well, I've been in Bible quizzing for like four years. I'm probably somewhere around 800 verses. And he's like, <laughs> Oh, this conversation's over. <laughs> and he just walked away. And I'm uh, like, no, but I got more to tell you. <laughs> I want you to believe there's one God. Sure. The yeah, devils yeah. also believe there's one God. You should too. <laughs> you know, like, 
I was just quoting verse after verse after verse. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed those years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Lot of fun. Yeah. Those, bo- those are some fun verses too. Uh-huh. I think, uh, my favorites are always the oneness, the oneness topics. And I mean, just the doctrine, the oneness, baptism, and uh, infilling of the Holy Ghost. Are... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those are those are our foundation. Yeah. You know? So I, you know, obviously going on a one God study, even though we know there's one God, we have the revelation uh-huh. of one God. But sometimes there's always something you could figure out a little. You start doing your study, then all of a sudden like, something else pops out that you like. It's like, whoa, it's I like, didn't... Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's always, yeah. the book is just, it never ends, you know, mm-hmm. so it's always so much fun. So, and I, and another fun thing is I remember being in Sunday school at a young age. So we did the book of Acts, you know, starting off. And I remember one of the uh, Sunday school teachers, it might have been Brother Bob Lee. He was my Sunday school teacher when I was young. He goes, All right, first one of you to, to quote, uh, to name off all of the disciples. We'll get like ten dollars. Well, it was you're talking to kids that were nine, ten years old, mm-hmm. maybe eight, maybe even younger. I raised my hand. They're like, "All right, here you go." They think they're like Peter, uh, James. You know, but I was like, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Pauline, Matthew, James, the son of Faith, Simon, the Lord Jesus, brother James, Judas, scary. And he was just like, "What?" what? I said it just like that fast at nine years old. Uh-huh. He's like, "How did you do that?" Well, well. The book of Acts, there's one verse, it's Acts 1 and 13, it names all of them but Judas Iscariot. <laughs> you know, he's like, uh. <laughs> Either way, I guess it made me into a little brat. It's like that old uh, adage they say in Bible quizzing, when in, do- when in doubt, quote the verse. Quote the whole verse, yeah, yeah that's what I did. Yeah. I like, just quote the whole verse, yeah. and they're just like, oh, um, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, so it, it helped unexpected. you in Sunday school, you know, it helped you answer some of the questions, you know. Or they'd be like, quote a one God verse, but you can't quote like, Deuteronomy six four or, or Ephesians yeah. four five. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe in tremble. They're yeah. like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it just equipped you. It equipped mm-hmm. you as a young person. So it was fun. Yeah. I loved it. I think what's good about that is like, you know, as a young person and you know, we mentioned it earlier, it's the foundation. So as a young person it really it builds your foundation as you get older. Oh, yeah. And then you just I mean no matter how old you are, you you always yeah. you always have that uh, yeah. in your back pocket. You know, and, and we still we pray those verses. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we pray, Lord, add to the church, to the church daily. So it should be said. We pray, you know, like ask the heart, patch out the water book. So pray to my soul to the O God. These are Bible verses that we now incorporate to our prayer. And I remember doing that even as a young kid. You know, where like you kind of I'm not trying to sound silly, but you run out of things to say in your prayer, right? Mm-hmm. You start quoting verses. There's nothing more beautiful than quoting verses, you know, and during your prayer. And, you know, it's great. So, yeah. Um, so after Bible quizzing, what else? What were your other involvements, or um, you know, did you get or what other things did you get involved in? Believe it or not, I used to play the saxophone in the church. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to play the saxophone. That was I got involved in that really young. Probably you know right at youth age, maybe even younger than that. Um, I played the alto sax, but it was you know believe it or not, there was I wasn't the only one up there. It was me, brother Randy Lee, Jr. Mm-hmm. So he played the trombone. Uh, let's see, uh, who else was up there with me? Sister Marks that you saw always play the saxophone. Uh, I think 
some of his some of her kids. Uh, yeah, that was like a whole like section. Like, there was like four of us. Mm-hmm. So that was the first instrument I ever played in the church was the saxophone. Well, then my dad was heavily involved in music and he played the guitar and he taught me how to play the guitar. I was like 15 years old. So I played the guitar for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, so I got into, so Bible quizzing, music ministry, and then, um, you know, obviously with, with being in the youth department, there's always like, you know, youth events, like outreach, um, doing hope, uh, not hope core, uh, youth core, where we go to like a church oh, and, yeah. you know, like a home missions. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we go to home missions things. I remember doing a couple of those. Um, yeah, and then just, and then obviously my friend, uh, so my, my close friend growing up was, uh, like through Bible quizzing, was Justin Markser, and he played the guitar. So we would, I just go over to his house, watch him play. We'll play together, and you know, that'd be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, so music, music ministry is probably like the second thing I was really tied into, um, and I played that until I honestly had Aiden. <laughs> so uh, once Aiden was born, it made things a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, we did fine when Aiden was born. We I still played back then. It was when Ad- Aubrey was born. It was my second. Mm-hmm. Things got a little harder because now so, my now she's two kids juggling and, too. So I was sure. like, "Hey, it's not fair for me to be up there and as I'm watching Kim suffer." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry." Yeah. So I started hopping, but I actually may start playing soon again. So wow, yeah, yeah. that'll be neat to see. Yeah, it should see be happening soon. Yeah, get so. yourself a solo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I also signed in the yeah. choir and things like that too. You know, just being you mm. know. So I did the youth choir, did the the church choir. So sure, yeah. That's neat. Yeah, just doing whatever I can. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, wasn't very. That's not very long ago then. Uh, you said five. She's five, right? Yeah, five. five. So yeah, yeah it's not very. It's, no, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, played a little bit here mm-hmm. in, in the new church, obviously, but uh, most of it was in the old church. And I remember like the sound system was so much different. So like the like my amp was always too loud and I'll be like getting the thumb down so I'm like turn it down I'm like I can't hear it though and it's just it's just it wasn't blending well with mm-hmm. everything else and the acoustics are banging off everything and yeah there's <laughs> always a lot of work to figure that all out but we have it dialed in over here a lot better in the new building so yeah that's always it's good though it's all tightened up now uh-huh. yeah <laughs> um so we know that I mean now Right now, you're currently um, involved with Sunday school um, and bus. So, how did you get involved with? How did you start getting involved with Sunday school? So, Sunday school started uh, shortly after me and my wife got married. Mm-hmm. We were probably only married for a few months, not uh, not a very long, less than a year. And Brother Caleb Dillon approached us. He came up to us and was like, "Hey, have you guys ever thought about doing Sunday school?" That was, I was like, oh, not, no, not really. I mean, I'm sure it'd be fun. I'll go check it out. And he's like, all right, like, come next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, I got the paperwork, background check, everything done that we're supposed to do. I showed up and uh, I'm standing there in the background and they're like, hey, Brother Julian, come on up to the front. <laughs> all right. And I sang this song. It's called, I Got a River of Life Flowing Out of Me. I had no idea what the moves were. Right. Like, they were just like doing the dance song. And I was like, ah. But it was so much fun. I was hooked. You know, I was hooked. And so after that is what got us involved in Sunday school. Then as Sunday, our room began to grow, 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 we had to eventually start dividing it and like 
sections. Yeah, and... sections and be like, okay, you guys. So me and Kim got involved or in charge of like a small group. Like this is your class. Sure. And so we so we kind of started running class. And but Larry joined and then we started mm-hmm. growing and um, our class eventually merged back together. They started merging and like there's been a lot. Class yeah, yeah, there's been a, we went back to the super class and um, yeah, it's that. So that's what happened. So that's been now. So me and Kim in March will be selling 10, 10 years of marriage. So we're coming up to ten years involved in Sunday school. Wow. Yeah. So it goes by fast. Yeah, it does. So that's, fast. that's a long time. Yeah. You were in my class. I, I vaguely I I remember Sunday school when it was in the modulars mm-hmm. here, and I remember I was in um, brother and sister Brenda Davis' yep. classroom, and then they changed it, and then. Well, eventually we merged yeah. with the Davis. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. So we that's were in our class. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, it was a long time ago now. Yeah, <laughs> so, ten years ago. I was only eight. Yeah. Or nine. Nine. Yeah. I was nine ten years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. So time goes by fast. Yeah, and, it does. Um, And then as far as bus goes, did you mention bus? I did. I did. did. Okay. So then I got involved in bus. So Sunday school was like just where I was at for a, a while. And then uh, I, I knew there was a bus ministry, obviously. I wasn't involved for a very long time. Sure. And it wasn't like I didn't want to. It's just I didn't know like anything I, about it. I, or I didn't feel like that guy. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't really know much. And, well, um, and I always saw it, and this is not true at all, but I always like kind of saw it as two different ministries. You bring the kids. We're going to do our best to teach them, and you're going to take them back. But really, like if you see it as a steps like that, no, it's actually it's two, it's two and one. You know, it's like it's really one big ministry. And um, I went to a children's seminar, a children's ministry seminar in Redlands, and like my eyes just opened up to it. And I was like, and I remember now I was already involved in bus as far as only washing the buses. That's all I did. That's mm-hmm. how I started off. I would wash the buses because I would see the bus pull up and there'd be a bunch of dirt over it, and I'd be like. No, I'm gonna wash that, you know. And so I, that is how that was like my first introduction. And I'm sitting in this ministry class, and I'm like, I need to be involved in bus ministry. And I started like talking about, you know, well, we need drivers. How cool would it be to have like a fleet of like 15 buses? We need drivers. So I started sitting there thinking of all these people that could drive, and then I just realized I could drive. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I thinking of other people that could do it when I could do it? God's placing this yeah. on my heart. And so I told Pastor and Philip, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get my license. They're like, all right, go for it, go for it. And, you know, and, I, and I told them just to hold me accountable. Because mm-hmm. if I don't tell anyone, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. And, well, I got busy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I did it, got it done. And uh, I don't like to ever let people down. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Sure. So um, I did it. And then uh, we started just to work hard and really enjoyed it. We started mm-hmm. routing Colton. We, you did. Yeah, I was there. I remember when you got your license. Yeah. I I remember being on the the route before you were actually driving. Yep. Um, I forget who our driver was. Brother Philip. Brother Philip was the driver? Yeah, yeah. Brother Philip drove for the most part. Oh, okay. Unless he was gone doing other Sunday school stuff. For the most part, he was driving. When we launched, he was with us. Gotcha. So we launched that culture route. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, and then I remember, oh, I can start driving now because I have the, you know, the license or. Are you saying that you you were trying to memorize all the uh, 
the air brake yeah, numbers and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so once I got my permit, you know, I remember I wanted to drive so bad, but Philip's like, well, you're not supposed to drive with other people on the bus. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm like, I'm almost there. Then I got my, my license a couple weeks later. Then I fished. I was like, I'm ready to go. And then he was like, well, we need to finish the paperwork first. <laughs> you know, like get, me, get you on the insurance. And I'm like, okay, am I good now? And then like, Gavin finally gave me the thumbs up, like, go for it, man. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yay. So ever since then, I've been driving and uh, I love it. Driving the school bus for the church and it's fun, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad I did it and, you know, it's cool. It is. It's a fun, uh, it's a really fun ministry. I mean, and all the kids have, I mean, it's really, kids are funny in general. So <laughs> it's rewarding yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, like, we've had, you know, when we launched, we had four people receive the Holy Ghost, like in the first couple of weeks of launching mm-hmm. at a, the revival with Brother Andrew Howard, you know. Yeah. So it was. You know, it was almost like like we're starting, and then that happened right like, away. It was like a like the momentum, fire. Of, yeah, yeah, just like this fire took off, and we were like, ah. So and, you know, and we're still. I'm actually still teaching Bible studies with some of the families that got wow. the Holy that night. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long journey with them, but they've been like, as far as like the process is just this Bible study. Okay, now let's do this. Let's do this. It's just mm-hmm. that's discipleship right there. Just it's working, like, and, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. letting them learn, and, and it's been good. So wow. That's incredible to see. Um, it's incredible to watch people grow, and it, uh, I'll see people, you know, that are that have been coming for a while, and then, you know, one day you're in service and you're like, "Hey, I remember when they started coming. Now, you know, they look different today, yeah. or they look, and it's like, oh, you know, they, they changed see over. The they growth. change over time. Yeah, seeing the growth is mm-hmm. it's it's really neat. You know, mm-hmm. when people start making deeper choices. You know, right, like. Just, that's when you just show like their soul sold out. They want this more than anything. Right, so it's the best. Yeah, I um, I, or uh, there was somebody on one of the, one of the first routes I was on. They, I remember that he was coming for a while, and you know he would sit there and whatever, do his thing on the bus. He, he said he would be, he was meditating, you know, and everybody's like, oh, okay, you know, right. and he would come every Sunday. He was always coming. And uh, then after a while, he, you know, started bringing, like, other stuff, like little flyers from different, different you know, denominations. Uh, and then, then he started, like, oh, then he started bringing his Bible, and then he started coming Sunday nights, I believe, on his own. And then, then he started dressing different, and then he started, you know, and it was like, yeah. man, like, I remember, I remember, you know, him when he first started or when I I started and this is where he was at and yeah. now now to watch him is like man that's why it's, mm-hmm. like bus ministry is so important especially for young people because you learn how to disciple you learn how to reach our job is not to just be saved and stay saved our job is to reach others and see them mm-hmm. get saved um, you know to reach for the lost to be fishes of men mm-hmm. you know there's a quote I heard is that if you want to touch the past touch a rock if you want to touch the present, touch a flower. Mm-hmm. If you want to touch the future, touch a soul. You know, if you want to see someone's life be changed, and not just their life, but the generations that come, like you could literally, your invite could lead that person coming to church, them getting filled with the Holy Ghost, going through, and then their families, saved, and, then... and then their families, and then their kids, and then their kids' kids. You may change generations mm-hmm. just by one church card. Right. It is like, that's why it's so important. It it's is a... so important, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bus ministry is just one of the many outreach tools that we have here at the church. But bus ministries, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's a, and, you know, and you're, 
you know, there is some energy that you need to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? But, you know, the, at the same time, though, there is, like, roles that you could join and not need that energy, you know. It's mm-hmm. just wherever you feel comfortable, you know. But you're either way, you're impacting souls. Yeah. It's a it's a fun way to do it. <laughs> yeah. It is. It um, is. But there's also the a level of, uh, I don't want to say use seriousness because it's not, it's not that wouldn't be the correct word, but it's almost a level of like, like we're having fun, but we we got a job to do. Yeah, we do. And it's our job, job to yeah. you know get these kids, you know, to church and. Yeah, we're not just giving out pizza parties. Just you know, like, you know, like oh, you're just wasting money. You're just giving them pizza parties. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. No, 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 no. That's not our our. That's not our only goal. Yes. Is that important? Because yes, because we're reaching kids, but we're still teaching them the Acts two thirty eight message. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's like this, uh, like this demonstration that I heard of like you know uh, you got one house key that you know maybe it's just like the regular old gold key. It opens up a door, mm-hmm. but then you may I, I may make a, a key for Aiden, but maybe just so he won't lose it. Maybe I'll put like a dinosaur on it or a Hot Wheel mm-hmm. design or something. And now. But that key is going to still open the same door. Right. It's just... It just looks fun. It just looks fun. Yeah. But we're still teaching that same Acts 238 Mm -hmm. message. We're still giving the same keys to heaven, but we're making it look like Hot Wheels Uh, and unicorns. You know, (laughs) and all these fun... Fun things. things Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can teach a whole... You know, you can give me an orange, and I can teach you a whole object lesson on repentance. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm not going to go in the church and teach an object lesson on repentance with an orange. (laughs) You know, everyone look at you like, come on, why are you doing that? Yeah, you you know, but we're teaching the same message. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, we got to learn how to put the the, the fun to it. Yeah. So I think it's like what brother, brother Philip always says, you know, I, I teach all these lessons, but somewhere I always include, you know, the the Acts 238 message because you never know. Who's listening? You never so. know. Yep. You know, we've seen parents get the Holy Ghost out of kids' revival. Mm-hmm. You know, like this kids' service was literally geared towards kids. There was every single right. thing about it. But then when the altar call is, it still reaches everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they thought they were just going to bring their fu- their kid to have, come have some fun. But then God reached the parent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that that's why it's so important. We always make sure we hit the gospel message. If it ain't taught on a Sunday, we're missing it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and like, okay, we haven't said it yet. So you got to make sure it's hit. You know, we, we always try to bounce off just each other. Just throw it in there. And, yeah, throw yeah, it in. Yeah. And it's easy, you know, like it, it don't matter what you're talking about. You could throw it in there, you mm-hmm. know, and, and teach the kids. So we want to make sure they know repentance. Baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the name of the Holy Ghost, is essential to salvation. Right. So, and we had a kid receive the Holy Ghost last Sunday in Sunday school. Wow. Yep. So, That's so you neat. know, and we had a, a bus kid receive the Holy Ghost the week before that. You mm-hmm. know, so it's it works. You can't tell me bus ministry works. It works. works. Is it a lot of work? Yes, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> it's a lot of work that works. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of work that works. works yeah. So. Um. So on that, what advice you know on that subject do you have for you know, teaching kids and bus or dealing with kids or just teaching kids in general. Um, the, the main thing is obviously making sure you have a prayer life. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be sensitive to this situation if you're not. You know, they're going to come up to you with whatever you know, or you may be talking to them and you know, like you're not you're not going to be in tuned like how you need to be if you're not prayed up. So making sure you have a very consistent prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and then just being able to uh, you know like when I talk to these kids I'm not coming to their level I'm still an adult I'm still you know like I, I am coming to a level of um, of understanding but I'm not coming to and I'm, like I'm not gonna like this is I don't know like I'm not gonna talk about TikTok okay I don't we were no right. like, they're gonna start talking like sorry hey oh, I just changed the subject you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you know like I, I'm not coming to their level but I, I'm you know, I, I want them to show that I'm still a leader and an example to them. Mm-hmm. So, but obviously, one thing, make sure you have a prayer life, you're fast up, and let God fill you up throughout the week. Because on that Sunday, God's going to pour you out. Mm-hmm. He's going to pour you out into these kids. And you're going to be drained, and you're going to be physically tired. You're going to mm-hmm. be spiritually tired. And then Sunday night, you're going to come back to church, and God is going to fill, fill you, you up back again. Up. Yeah. So that next Sunday, when it's your turn, He's gonna pour you back like out. Again. You know, and gonna, and yeah. that's just how God's it's gonna do cycle. it. Cycle, yeah, cycle through. And uh, and reaching these kids, you know, um, one of the things like you're not gonna like you gotta be able to reach the parents too. That mm-hmm. may be harder for a, a younger youth now that I'm older. A lot of these parents are like almost the same age. You know, they may have a few years on me, or uh, we may be right at the same age. And you know, so I could relate to them and talk to them. And reach for them too, because I want their trust. Mm-hmm. So then, when the kids come with me, they know like that guy is going to take care of my kids. They're going to make sure they're okay, you know, as far as reaching them. Um, and then just being friendly, have a smile. You may be their only smile throughout the week, mm-hmm. you know. So be a light in their world, you know. So if you're having a bad day, you need to pray that off before you get on the right. bus. You know, mm-hmm. like don't carry your bad attitude, you know, on the bus with you. Mm-hmm. So because don't, you don't know what those kids went through that week. They don't need it from you too. So, right, that's good. That is that's. Uh, I think that's really important advice, just for even like not not even just bus ministry, just with I would say just interactions with anybody. Yeah. You know any any kid in general or even people too, yeah. uh, on a certain level. Yeah. You know, like I heard something. I don't listen to the radio a lot. I usually listen to like you know whatever I just have on my phone mm-hmm. and uh, whatever music I want to play. But uh, KSGN happened to be on, and uh, they're talking like, oh, you know, like you may only see someone once or twice a year, mm-hmm. and that once or twice a year, when you see that person, just give them the biggest smile you have. Be super nice. You're not being fake. You're just you're just doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. And they're they're gonna think you're the nicest person in the world because when they see you once or twice a year, all they see is that big old smile. Uh-huh. And if these kids, if all they see is us on Sunday, and it's really only for a few hours, and then we are in our best mood, we're happy, we're smiling. Yeah. They think they're gonna think we never have a bad day. They're gonna be, you know, like, but oh, man. you know, every time obviously, we see them. obviously we, we're human. We, mm-hmm. we all have, we all get tired, we all get a little hungry and grumpy, right. you know, yeah. like, you know, but. We just make sure we put on our best every single Sunday. Right. Yeah. That's always, that's a uh, key right there. Always put your best mm-hmm. best forward. Um, it's a. Uh, I don't know if you've read it. It's in. Um, what is it? It's how to win friends and influence people. And in there, it talks about you know like being you know friendly to people and you know smile kind of like what you said smile and you know be friendly to people. Uh, as much as possible don't be you know don't be fake but you right, know right. put your best attitude forward yeah yeah yep. you know that's why like i like you know uh like when, when we're on the bus you know like 
if you're even running a little behind, like, you know, make sure you look good, you smell good, you mm-hmm. know, you do everything, you know, because when we go on the bus, like, you know, we're, one, we're representing the church or, you know, like, we, we just try to just do our best, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what. And, um, you know, and then obviously, you know, throughout the week, there's a lot of preparation, you know, happens throughout the week. Praying, fasting, reading your Bible, preparing for your lesson. It can't all start Saturday night. Right. If you're, if you're the only time you're praying for your bus route is Sunday morning before we're about to leave at eight fifteen, then we leave at eight forty five. Mm. You know, like you are you're gonna be behind. behind. <laughs> yeah. You're so behind. You know, your prayer life should start throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's so important. You know, and you can't, you can't ever downplay the the importance of prayer. You know, like sometimes you may be tired. You may, but you got to grab your flesh by the nap of the neck mm-hmm. and get yourself to prayer yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, as Brother Holmes say, right? Grab your flesh by the nap of the neck and get here and pray. You know, yeah. so it's important. It's yeah. Very, very important. Yeah, it really. Yeah, prayer is the main key in a lot of in life itself. It kind of it's a structure helps you structure your life. Oh yeah. In general. Um, but on that note, um, currently, uh, you started a podcast. I did. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How did you start that? So it's been on my mind, um, probably up to like six months, just like, Mm. you know, and, and uh, tagging along with brother Philip along with hit podcast, you know, the episode children's ministry. And I, I saw the importance of like getting material out there. For other children ministers to really learn about how our Sunday went, how our week went, how our bus ministry goes, teaching them the ups and downs of like, hey, our Sunday school this week, it was a lot of fun, but we had some days, we had Mm -hmm. some a day that was just off, you know, and just talk about it, and so then other children ministers are out there listening, they're like, oh, good, I'm not the only one, (laughs) you know, or or you know, or or they get ideas like, oh man, that's really cool, Mm -hmm. and I started listening. So let's just go back a little further now with uh, Brother Ray Munoz with his Kingdom Minded podcast. Mm I remember sitting there and just getting like hyped up, like man, like children's ministry, this is great, yeah, Yeah. that's so cool, and you're growing off of it. Well, then now fast forward, I started really placing on my like, man, like it's when I start talking to like other young couples or couples with young children, and you start talking about ministry, they will look at me and Kim like, how do you guys do it? You got three kids, you know how how are you guys on a bus and have you know a little baby crying, you know like mm-hmm. how. How do you guys balance all this children? Like, how did you teach Sunday school and raise Aiden on a Sunday morning? You know, like he, he was, he was always with us. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know, just and I saw the need there of like, man, like people really like this material needs to be out there. So I called it my podcast. I came up with the name. I, I wrote out a bunch of names. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife started going through them, and then I finally stuck with the overflow. So the overflow, it's called living in the overflow of God's blessings. Mm-hmm. Because really when you work for the kingdom of God, the blessings that come with it are, you, you can't you can't compete with it. Mm-hmm. The blessings, the peace, the prosperity, the, uh, the happiness, the joy, the reward is so much because of working for the kingdom of God. But when you're working for the kingdom of God though, life still goes on. I'm not I'm not full time here at the church. I still got a job. I got a wife. I got three children. I have to balance it all. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance work, marriage, kids, with being 
almost full time here at the church too, mm-hmm. like with bus ministry, Bible studies, all that. How how do you do all that? Well, that is what what launched my idea. So I was like, okay. So I, I my goal with the Overflow podcast is to talk to other young marrieds or even older couples who did it, like Bishop. You know, like I would love to interview Bishop. And, yeah. You know, and talk about how did you guys raise three kids. And start a great and have all these great churches that you pastored, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like that, you know that, and that is what really launched it. So we're called the Overflow Podcast, and we love it. Yeah, I've done two interviews now, you mm-hmm. know, and then uh, and then uh, then my one intro uh, that's in the so, beginning, yeah, so mm-hmm. the first one, so so three episodes, episodes total are out, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, and it, it's been good. Uh, I interviewed the first one was with the Dillons. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was with the Thomases. We just posted that one last night. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I like these things. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's it's a fun thing to do, um, just on the side. Like it's almost it's a hobby, but it's also um, encouraging to other people. Oh yeah. So yeah, to, that's exactly why we did. We want to encourage others to not be afraid to jump in. You know head first into the deep with you with children without children you know mm-hmm. young people who aren't you know married yet but just diving into ministry or whatever it may be and just not holding back mm-hmm. you know that in the show and you know and to talk about the blessings that come with it you know like are, are we all rich and everything that's not what i mean it's just the blessings of living when you're blessed and you're truly blessed you understand mm-hmm. like man i am blessed you just know you know yeah, yeah. you don't need a ferrari to say you're blessed mm-hmm. you know that's not what it's about but when you just have that peace and that peace of mind of just god walking with you and just knowing that everything's going to be all right even mm-hmm. when things look bad yeah. you just know god's in control yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a blessing right there so that's probably the biggest blessing oh, yeah. out of you know of all time you know knowing like you're secure and you're you know in the middle of the storm mm-hmm. god's just walking like, you through it yeah. and you're just like you you think you're being tossed and fro but god is he, he's he like calm, no yeah, yeah. you're right he calms yeah. the storm yeah you know? so and that's just and that that is being blessed and you know so so yeah i launched that um first of the year so first okay. of 20 january 20, 1st yeah well right around that time, yeah so maybe not exactly on the first but yeah after the January <laughs> so yeah I love it it's yeah fun. that's awesome and we'll plug that in the um, in the description um, so everybody that listens here can go check that out cool thank um, you and it'll be you know that it's an awesome podcast okay. I you know recommend it um, and so to close uh, off this interview um, you know the name of the, this podcast is the Visually Prepared Podcast um, so what advice do you have for someone, you know, listening to stay visually prepared or, you know, or just staying prepared all the time? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't say this a lot. So when I say it, I mean it. God spoke to me one time and I'm not talking like a, like a, like a, like a, like an audio in my head. Like I heard it. But it was a thought that came to my mind where I knew that was God mm-hmm. because I don't have, like, my mind at that moment when it wasn't there. I'm praying. I say, God, help me. 
I was at, I was, you know, 18 years old, and I'm like, God, I want to be used by you. Where, where's my calling? What am I gonna do? Blah blah. You know, I'm looking for the vision of like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And God spoke to me, and He said, "Pray, keep doing what you're doing, and keep praying." So He said, "Praying, praying twice, and keep doing what you're doing once." Okay, so okay. let me make an emphasis on that. Um, so. I went and I knew the moment God said it, I actually stopped praying. I walked to my seat and I wrote it in my Bible. Under like the description, like where it's like the where your Bible's from. Mm-hmm. I wrote it right there. Pray, keep doing what you're doing, keep praying. Mm-hmm. Now I knew praying and that word, that, that keep doing what you're doing, I knew in my heart what that meant was, you know, uh, going to school, going, uh, working, you know, making yourself available, uh, being involved in the church, just, just staying busy. Mm-hmm. Pray, keep doing what you're doing, keep praying, and then he will direct your paths. So, but I, I knew what I, what I wanted to make those emphasis on praying was I need to pray twice as much as what I'm doing, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So as, as long as I kept praying and God directed my paths, there was doors that opened in my life. There was doors that closed, doors I wanted to open, like, God, this would be a great opportunity, you know, for career-wise sure. or whatever. And I'm like, like come on, God, <laughs> yeah, open, yeah. open, open. And it didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and, I, and I knew at that, even at that time when the door wouldn't open, as much as it hurt, I knew deep down that I was like, it's not God's will. And then I just kept doing what I'm doing, and I kept praying. And God directed my paths, you know. And it just, you just, but you have to keep praying. Just keep praying. To stay visually prepared. It's not going to happen in a leadership book. It's not going to happen in some, some something that you could buy and they're going to teach you if you mm-hmm. pay them, you know, whatever sure. money. To, to become visually prepared, it's going to happen in prayer. I am a huge advocate. If you haven't noticed, I think since we started this podcast, all I've been talking about is prayer. prayer. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, I believe it. I really, really do. A prayer life must come first because you're going to be blind without it mm-hmm. you know you're going to think like oh I'm in God's will but you're working too much but you're not going to let God talk to you as a matter of fact that made me think of something real quick when I was in college and career I sat in a lesson with Adam Pierce and he said he was talking to Sister Dixie Beers do you remember her? Sister Dixie? Um, she, she moved maybe vaguely vaguely but she's actually one of a key role when it came to like building the balcony of the church, like things like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember she would always be at church. She would be there very early for prayer, for before service. She prayed a lot throughout the week. And she said, uh, you know, she's talking about the prayer. She goes, you know, a lot of time God talks to us. And, you know, it's just we don't slow down and listen. We don't slow down and listen. Just sit. Sometimes if we just, in our prayer, just kind of just be quiet and close your eyes. Let God talk to you. He will direct and give you vision. When when we're so busy in our life that we're like too busy to pray, no, you got that backwards. You you can never be too busy to pray. You, you, your prayer life needs to trump everything, you know. And obviously, you know, I understand each not all days are created equal. Mm-hmm. You know, some days you may be able to put some more time in, but as you're going from place to place. There's nothing wrong with just closing your eyes and saying, like, thank God for, you know, and just start praying, you know, in your heart, in your mind, you know, whatever, out loud, in, in, as you're on your lunch break, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, just 
take some time and always have that relationship and walk with God in prayer and he will you will become more visually prepared that's so, awesome yes sir so. that's the sound bite right there I'm, I'm using that All right. <laughs> that's the sound bite for this episode that was good yeah that was good and Josh I'm really proud for you uh, doing this thing this podcast that you're doing this is you know you're a young man throwing yourself out there making yourself vulnerable this you really do like when people listen to you you're throwing yourself out there you know for and I hope people aren't doing this but people are you know people and they're, they're listening to your mistakes they're, mm-hmm. you know your your mess sure, ups your, sure. oh man you're, you're, you could have done this a little better who cares mm-hmm. just keep doing it keep working on it you know and who knows what God has planned for this and has planned for your life and this is content that needs to be out there this is good really good Josh I'm proud of you man cool. thank you appreciate it that's um, I really appreciate that absolutely um, so with that I, you know we're gonna close this out um, just thanks for being on and um, we'll catch you all in the next one if you like what you heard um, you know drop a five stars I'd really appreciate that share it with uh, everybody you you know um, until next time God bless Thank you.